0: It's the Distracted Driving Podcast, throwing out the status quo.
1: Hello, I'm Sean Genovese. Rex Williams. And you found the Distracted Driving Podcast. Dot com. (laughs) Welcome. (laughs) And we have a a special guest for this uh, preamble show. My daughter, Alyssa, is here to chat with us in Hello. her podcast debut. Yay. Yes, welcome. So uh, on our last episode, we talked to Brett Hofstadt, a uh, friend of ours from a, a previous life. And we talked a lot about his book, one of the books that he's written. Good
2: Night Moonbase.
3: Good Night Moonbase. One of many. Yeah. You want to tell him how many he wrote? We asked him later. How many books do you have published? He's like two ah, hundred yeah. what No big, no big deal, <laughs> no deal. there is a little bit different. He does like to publish uh like journals and notebooks and things yeah. that have like a template of lines you fill in yourself and a different title or cover and stuff so but a even mix of those. Even still. with the, the the original content uh, books, I think it was five or six, right? No, it was 12. He said it was 12. 12. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I was then halfway he there. He co-authored also. But uh, <laughs> still, 200. Like, that's a lot. <laughs> well, Alyssa has read his most
1: recent book, Good Night yeah. Moonbase. And um, she's here to to tell us a little bit about it. What, uh, you what did you think us. of the book?
2: It was a very interesting book. I will say that.
1: Okay, why? What makes it interesting?
2: Um, it's kind of like Goodnight Moon, except not. Like. It's, it, <laughs> so you're it's familiar with finished. the
3: Goodnight Moon book? Did Did your dad read that to you every night for a long time? No. No. Your mom. No. You found Me. it in the library. Oh, you read it yourself. Well, okay, I remember
1: distinctly having read it to you at some point. Uh it's interesting. Well, at
2: some point, maybe. Yes. Not that I remember though.
1: So it is obviously a uh, uh a version or a takeoff of Goodnight Moon. Mm-hmm. Um but with the addition of
2: A moon base. A moon base. Also, I found that it did have the I forgot what it was called, the moon thing that they just launched into the onto the moon. The rocket? No, not the, the rocket. Rover. Rover, yeah.
1: Oh, the rover. That was there a- was a rover in the book. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. What, what was your favorite part of the book? It's a short story. It is. Yeah.
2: Um, the rover.
1: You like the rover? Okay. All right. Um, Is that a book you think uh, your friends would enjoy as well?
2: Well, it depends on the friends. You know But most likely yes. Yeah.
1: yeah. You're probably a, a little bit uh over the target age.
3: Yeah. It's a little
1: <laughs> old for that. I mean it's it's a, a book designed for children younger than you, but obviously oh no, oh she's giving me a look. No, it's designed for you. Yes, of course. Did Goodnight Moonbase have a red balloon? No. That's the part of Good Night Moon that I remember. Because oh, they get to right. that point. And they go, Oh, you the red, red
2: balloon. I didn't see a red balloon. Am I being tricked?
1: Do you uh do you want to be an astronaut?
2: No.
3: No? Do you want to go live on a moon base? No. No. What? Not even after reading that book? You don't want to live there? How come?
2: I don't wanna die in space.
3: Well, <laughs>
1: if there's a moon wow. base, then you'd have a place to go, uh and and survive safely.
3: Yeah.
2: I don't want to go up in out of the world.
3: I got gotcha. you. Oh, you think that's dangerous? You you like it here on Earth.
2: Yes. Okay. What and about driving across the, the
3: country? Yeah. Like, what about driving across friends. the country?
2: That's different.
3: It's dangerous. Sort of. What about flying in an airplane?
2: That's different as well.
3: Well, you we say. Someday- just- Flying to the moon.
2: Actually, yeah. we just had just a conversation like about going in an airplane.
3: We did. Uh-huh. Because. A lot of stuff happens.
2: We had family that we were driving.
1: Yeah. So we found yeah. ourselves at the airport. Yeah. And what question did you ask me?
2: When can we fly again?
1: Yeah. And I <laughs> said, I said why, why do you like flying?
2: Just the... What what did I say?
1: Well, I don't know. I don't what, know. What would you say now
3: because if I asked you? Fast. Why do you like
1: flying?
2: Because it's fun. And the suspense oh. is just.
3: Okay, think about the fun, the suspense, you mean, like taking off and the rockets and stuff. Wouldn't it be like 10 times more in a rocket ship going no. to space?
2: <laughs> no. Wouldn't that no, be that's awesome? it, Airplanes are a different kind of suspense.
3: Okay. Okay. All right. Well,
2: so it.
1: no, no moon base for you. You've gotten accustomed yeah. to gravity, and you'd you'd rather uh, I stay mean, local.
2: If there was a ride that took me like, like made me fly, maybe that would be like with no gravity. That would be fun. But I don't want to go out of the uh, out of this world.
3: I see. Okay. Well, uh, you know. Jeff Bezos and those guys are doing those uh, flight uh, flight into outer space where they oh, yeah. can become just in the
2: air balloons, just to the edge. No, no, no. it's in, a rocket. In rockets.
3: Yeah, they've done was It twelve flights or something? Yeah, you uh, go up just to the edge gorgeous. of space,
1: and you're up there for not long, and then you a few
3: minutes, back. and then come back yeah. down. Yeah, a bunch I of famous I'm
1: people. Good. Nope, she's good. She's okay. good. She's happy with an airplane. We'll just take her on an airplane trip. But that doesn't mean just because you don't want to go live on the moon base doesn't mean you can't enjoy good night moon base.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And maybe it will inspire some other kids to uh, want to go make a moon base. Yeah. Not this kid. But not this kid. No, that's okay. <laughs> it's all right. Well, our, our, the next portion of our conversation with Brett uh, focuses a lot on creativity And, uh, we talk a little bit about the arts and, uh, kind of, a it's becoming a recurring theme now with steam science, technology, engineering, arts and math, and how that has influenced, um, the people that we have on the show.
3: Yeah. And Brett's amazing. And so, yeah, you're going to really like the second, second part. And, uh, and yeah, actually when we started talking uh, afterwards, you know, his,
1: his books are self-published and um, we were discussing some of the, the different publishing options. And I remember I, I published, uh, I I did the same thing. I self-published a book uh, a few years ago. Oh yeah. Don't you have a book? That's right. I do. I probably should have gotten a copy of it. Uh,
2: It's called. Shoot.
1: Oh my gosh. Shoot. No, it's on shoot. the tip of my it's shoot? Uh,
3: What's it called? Apparently, you don't read it to her every night. There's a road, <laughs> three words. Road. Three words. What's road Gypsies.
2: Scholar?
1: Road. scholar. No scholars. Rash.
3: Well, the Road, road Scholars the website.
1: Road the book kill. is called Not roadkill
2: not quite there
1: oh my gosh not quite remembering Not quite there yet but not yet just not quite quite there there yeah maybe maybe Alyssa will be in the the next book Brett inspired me to to get back to writing Uh, but the first book I wrote uh, before she was born and it it really um, it didn't start out to be a book it just was a collection of stories that I wrote and then sent out me. to people while I was traveling. Um.
2: And I was not there.
1: You were not there. No, no, I it's in three parts. I, I was doing year 2000 testing in hospitals. So I was traveling around the country and, and, uh, you know, not to brag, but I might have invented blogging. <laughs> yeah. I would you just did? I would just write something every day about how the day went, and I would send it out on an email distribution list to people. So, email. and then I, I enjoyed the traveling so much that uh, my friend uh, Chris and I decided, hey, let's take a cross country road trip in the summer of 2000. And so we did the same thing. I, I every day I would just write a little update and publish it on the website, send it out to the email list, and then when I graduated from college. I did what every engineering student does, as we talked about in a previous episode. I went to Switzerland uh, for the summer and worked with six to ten year old kids at a summer camp. Nice. So a lot of stories, uh a lot of stories there.
3: I bet. It's a yeah, about it?
1: and then I just went back at some point and kind of um reflected on all those stories and filled in some blanks, put it together and published a book.
2: That I'm not in.
1: That you're not in. But uh, I think it's time. time. I, I even talked about a title for the next one. It's going to be called "The Speed Bump Chronicles." Oh, nice. Is That us? Yeah.
3: The, the going speed bump. The speed
2: bump. The speed bump?
3: <laughs> to be oh, run we over.
2: We can, we can work this out. We can make Caitlin the speed bump. I'll be the 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 speed limit sign.
1: Ah, okay. You, Which you, Caitlin
2: does not follow? You,
1: you could be the slow down sign. You know, that, you know, I think that still works with the metaphor. <laughs> okay, can't wait what to Caitlin see it. bump. Read it. All right, well, long before my next book comes out, though, we will finish our conversation with uh, the author of Goodnight Moonbase, Brett Hofstadt, and uh, I think you'll like it.
2: What? What about the illustrator?
1: Uh, what about the We didn't talk to the illustrator. The illustrator wasn't on the show. Maybe that'll be a different episode. You want yeah. us to talk to the illustrator? Kind of. You know what I found I like out? like art. You like art? Okay, well, you know what we found out? There's a coloring book version of Goodnight Moonbase. Yeah. So you Same illustrations, color. but you get to color it in and kind of customize it. Oh, I think she's excited about that. Should we get a copy of that version? Need to get it. You know, they can't hear the podcast. If yes. they're listening, they can't see you shaking yeah. your head. <laughs> okay. We'll all get all call for Let's do it. You
2: also can't see me if you're distracted and driving. That's true.
1: That's right. So don't get distracted.
2: While you're driving.
1: While Listen you're driving. to it. the rest of our conversation with our friend Brett.
2: Isn't that being distracted though?
1: Not if they're listening.
2: Okay. So-
1: so tell us a little bit more about Goodnight Moon Base. Um, yeah, for people that, book, that don't right? know about it.
0: Okay, sure. So <laughs> it's it's, it's a futuristic spin-off of the classic popular book Goodnight Moon. Good night. Moon. I Good
1: night Red, Red, Red Balloon. Red
0: There's Red been Red many spin offs of that of Good Night Moon, <laughs> right. Oh yeah. So uh, it just really so I was thinking about uh, how can we encourage more people to to be aware of what's happening as we go back to the moon to be a part of it and hopefully you guys know agree from our innovation work you have to see something before you can achieve it you need a vision for it Ah. somebody needs a vision and so and i have learned and come to believe that if you can build a crystal clear Passionate vision for yourself about something, a burning desire, as Napoleon Hill said. Mm -hmm. And then there's no question if it'll happen or not. It's just a matter of when and how. So
3: So you're building this vision, like for children. Right. For
0: anybody. My belief, my premise with the book Goodnight Moon Base is that if we have enough children going to bed every night dreaming with a crystal clear vision of us living on the moon peacefully and, and permanently. If that's the last vision they have as they go to sleep every night and it's the first thought they have when they wake up, then it's a done deal. Genius. Yeah. What do you think? I think so, it's great, right. Like, they're just going to
3: get older and say, Hey, why aren't we doing this? Oh, we are okay. Or I'm going to make it happen or, you
0: know, right. Well, I think if we, if we have enough of them grow up and say, I need to turn that vision into reality, then they'll, they'll do it for us.
1: Well, they'll start, they'll start asking about the moon base. And then when they realize it isn't there, uh, they'll, (laughs) they'll kind of go the route of, of Elon Musk maybe and say, well, we got to do it. Uh, what kind of, um, uh, response have you been able to personally observe? I, I don't know how much interaction you get to do with people that buy the book or kids. I think I've seen on LinkedIn, uh, maybe you do some reading, but um, how do kids- Connections,
3: right? And promotions with other moon companies, like you were saying, you organizations and things. And...
0: Yep, it's been a very positive response. I've been grateful for it. Uh, a lot of parents and kids, uh, say they love it they um they read it every night and uh some of the there's some parents who want to they've purchased it for their school or they've given it to their school library oh yeah um, in fact one of my one of my campaigns coming up soon i plan to announce is a program for people to work with me to donate a book goodnight moon a copy to their local libraries or local schools so we can get it in there. But um
3: And you got Elon Musk to
0: talk about it, right? I'm Almost. working on that still. Yeah. <laughs> he did he has he has unofficially endorsed the book because <laughs> yeah. he, he he said he said uh we need to build a, a moon base. A science uh, moon base. There you go. He did say that. And, endorsement for Bug
1: it goes without saying that there's going to be people going to bed on the moon base and they'll have to say good night. So that's about as clear, I think, as you could make it.
0: Right. Just... My,
1: um, <laughs> my speaking of getting the book into schools, uh, so I have a copy and, uh, my wife is a kindergarten teacher. So I, I'm going to, I'm going to have her make that one of the books she reads at some point during the upcoming year. That's great. Also, and- I'll
0: say that, uh, I've, wanted to have fun with this myself, too, so I made a coloring book edition of the book oh really so it 's the same exact words and illustrations, but as a coloring book, so kids can put their own vision into the world right use their own colors and Genius. textures and and then it 's okay to tear out those pages and in right. the refrigerator if they want yeah, so all right
1: maybe yeah. i'll i 'll have to connect with you and, and see how we can get uh, twenty six copies over to Her school, and then we'll get Jackson Brooks from one of our previous uh, episodes to 3D print uh, a rocket in his his new, you know, Jackson's 3D Mm. World business. (laughs) That was a great show. Yeah,
0: (laughs) yeah. Yeah, There's, uh, I think, the more the more we involve kids in what's happening, the better, because you know, we kids have dreams to do things and you and make things, and they still have ambition. So, and that's also one of the premises behind the book, Goodnight Moonbase is the sooner we can inspire kids to achieve great things, we need yeah. to maximize the potential of people throughout their lifespan. And so that's one thing I also realized throughout my whole career, I've been I've tried to be a mentor and
3: yeah
0: promoter of aerospace careers and STEM careers. But I found it was more effective the younger I started working with kids oh. or talking to kids because they have more of their lifetime ahead. They haven't made yeah. as many choices yet, so they can make different choices. I mean, once you're once you've graduated college, it's really hard to change course. Right? You can that's do it, it. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> yeah. but if you can get them when they're young and really you know propel them forward in a certain direction, it's better. Right. So, so that's Shit. why I thought uh, making a children's book, a bedtime book. For kids, that could be one of the first books they ever read or listen to. Yeah, you know, that would hopefully make a bigger impact. So.
3: That's great. Going to the
0: source. Yeah.
1: Um, I I want to ask you about something else, but just to wrap up uh, on Good Night Moon, because we'll probably end up splitting this up. Moon where base. can? Where, uh, goodness, thank you. Good Night Moon Base. Um, where, so where can people go to get the book?
0: They can go anywhere books are sold, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, or through my website, GoodnightMoonbase.com. They can get an autographed copy there or some other specials. I'll I plan to have more things available there too. But uh, anywhere anywhere books are sold, and if it's not in the bookstore you want, uh, you can please ask them to order it for you, and they should uh, be happy to do that. Yeah, awesome.
1: So you are the, uh, at least the second guest that we've had on the show where there's a, uh, a connection, uh, with the arts and, and I kind of shared my, my own personal, uh, you know, creativity, um, I don't know what you'd call that. Um, I guess drive. Um, and in a, uh, a previous conversation, we started talking a little bit about, uh, steam with, uh, one of the other guests. So that's putting the A for arts into science, technology, engineering, arts, and math. Yep. So you shared a little bit about your, your musical, um, uh, talents. How has that played a role in, um, maybe your career or, or your, you just, you, you have such a, a tremendous passion for innovation the same way that, that Rex and I do. And so I'm just wondering, does, do you think there's a connection with your artistic side? And, uh, was it intentional or, or do you think it, you know, it just all kind of came together or maybe there's no connection in your mind?
0: Well, I think, uh, it's hard for me to generalize to other people in some ways, but for me, For most of my career, definitely my early career, I had my engineering technical job that was very technical, analytical, and then I had music was my hobby outside of work that was my creative outlet, and what really changed for me in a positive way was after I I published, released that musical album of my own and said, okay, now how can I combine my analytical and creative skills and passions together into one effort. And so uh, I think the more it worked great for me. So I think the more more other people can do that, I think the more rewarding they'll be, the more successful they'll be. And really, I believe the best engineering work and technical work is works of art. It is like an artwork. Mm Mm-hmm. Do you so, think
1: engineers get enough uh, training on that when they're going to school or exposure I, to it?
0: I, I doubt it. I don't think so. Most, yeah, most, there's famous stories of, you know, Steve jobs. He took the calligraphy class in college. Right. And that was why Apple made more than, you know, aerial font available when it first came out or whatever the, the typewriter font was right for computers. The, the yeah, green. I've so, heard
3: that story. Uh-huh.
0: So, so yeah, I think every the more the more we can encourage and include creativity and artwork in our thinking and our our technical people, the better off we'll be. Um, just like I think there's a lot of creative, artistic people that would benefit if they appreciated science and engineering more and yeah, physics, things like that. So they can be grounded in reality.
1: What would you tell a, uh, say an engineering student today, somebody just starting college, they're going to study engineering. Uh, what would you tell them to, to make sure that they are accessing and cultivating that, uh, that creative art piece of, of their, their engineering portfolio, personal portfolio, so to
0: speak. Well, I think I'd tell them just to, to stay aware and, and uh, observant for their own creative energies and passions. You look for ways to, to be creative and seek out those opportunities, whether it's um, uh, trying to invent new things, make a, something I did was I when I was young, I started a list of invention ideas, and just kept a running log of them. And most of them were stupid and wouldn't work.
3: <laughs> but yeah, you're keeping ideas. You're you're uh, putting it out there. That's but it's that's a great.
0: it's a it's like others have said. It's like a muscle. A, you know, creativity muscle. You have to exercise it. It can't you can't just yeah show up on the track one day and expect to win a hundred meter sprint. Right? You have to that's or a marathon. The
3: idea behind the idea machine
0: that's a book too Mm -hmm. when uh when i I was in ways to exercise it and keep it healthy and yeah you have to you never know uh, also another lesson like innovation is you never know where the good ideas are going to come from or who Mm -hmm. they're going to come from also exactly i've been surprised a lot with people who i just uh very mistakenly might not have had a, a high expectation for, but I've been pleasantly surprised. So we, you never know where greatness can come from. So,
1: Well, and we Rex and I had the privilege of, uh, of interviewing our friend, Dennis O'Donohue, who was the oh, yeah. vice president of engineering at Boeing. And, and he was very, um, I, I hate to overuse the word passionate. Um, people have heard me talk about the dangers of, of passion before he was very motivated, let's say, to, to make sure that, uh, the company was accessing ideas at all levels of the organization for that very reason, because you don't know where the, the good ideas might come from. And a big part of lean of course is, is looking to nature for inspiration because mm-hmm. you, you don't know what might be out there that might inform, uh, you know, the, the design of a solution to a problem.
0: Well, here's, let me give you a quick story also for, for unexpected source of ideas. And this is from Boeing again, and our innovation cells. So it's a, yeah. also a plug for Boeing and their support. So we yeah. had a, guy, they're,
1: they're not a, not a sponsor of this podcast, by the way, just to be clear. <laughs> no. But I guess we are yeah, for but, sponsors though.
0: Indirectly. They, they should be maybe, right? But, but, uh, so we had this, we called them innovation cells where employees could come and Use their own time to work on projects so one guy his name was sean and he was a non-destructive technology technician from the factory where he would, they would use sonograms and other lasers and things for non-destructive inspection of our parts right but he was a huge space geek and science geek and you know star trek fan he even he uh, built his own lightsaber I think out of oh, toys yeah. and things, but anyway, That's he he had some great ideas. So he, long longer story short, is he came up with an idea to use quantum physics, where imagine quantum particles, they have a positive and elective, or, you know, positive and negative source. You can separate them, and then somehow, when you flip one half of the particle from positive and negative, the other one flips in reverse because they're still connected somehow in a quantum fashion, even though they're physically separate, okay? This has been demonstrated on small scales in labs, but he came up with the idea of saying, well, that's just ones and zeros. So what if we use that principle to create communication, instantaneous communication at a distance with quantum technology, where if you could imagine somehow you, you separate these quantum particles by miles you know, and then you flip one from one to zero, the other one goes from zero to one, you ones and zeros can become commu- communication, right? With enough ones and zeros. So he, he filed that as a patent, got help from Boeing and it became a patent that he filed. And, and now it's out there. So the basis of interstellar communication, like we have in Star Trek, or Star Wars, that is a patent from him. So,
3: I remember he taught, and that it's, it's- and he was he was this he
0: was just this random factory technician that you would never guess yeah. would come up with an idea like that exactly yeah i remember you talking about and that and now
1: he's got a patent on subspace communications
0: yeah exactly instantaneous over a distance yeah wow so there you go there you go you never know
1: you never know. know so there's there's a lesson for uh for people in at any level of any organization you never know. And you said something early on, Brett, that has become a mantra for me and, and Rex as well. You don't need permission. <laughs> don't wait to be asked. Yeah. Don't wait and don't don't, don't, don't ask permission.
0: Right. And exactly. also try not to get fired. That's a trick. Try
1: not to get fired. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're going to add that to the list.
0: <laughs> Only one of us has <laughs> not experienced that. <laughs> Listen,
1: it's, it's an age of abundance, but let's not get carried away.
0: Right there's uh yeah another fun thing you know, I i think it's important to have a sense of humor so you might remember one thing i did was i made the uh, some anti-successory posters that used I used our they used our corporate uh principles or values that they uh-huh. had. we had you know every corporation has the uh yeah you know whatever guiding principles well I, I use those but I riffed off them to make some like parody posters basically. Right. So uh one of them is definitely did uh,
3: not ask permission. <laughs> and they were not used by I, HR.
0: I don't know. One of them though I remember is it was about judgment. Judgment was the big word on the poster. And oh, and yeah. the, the slogan underneath was just because you can do something doesn't mean you should. <laughs>
2: Which so. is
1: good advice in yeah, general.
0: That's right. I've, uh, I've used that with my kids uh, sometimes too. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I,
1: I keep telling people the story of when I was in high school and the, um, uh, the baseball coach was, uh, subbing for our teacher and we had a test that day and he came in and he says, all right, he's handing the test out. I'm gonna tell you what I tell all my players when, if you can lose if you must but always cheat just don't get caught <laughs> hey that's now
3: <laughs> always cheat and you know
1: the the more i the more i reflect on that
0: there's a certain brilliance in in, in there <laughs> he really said that he
3: really, <laughs> he really said he that
0: <laughs> i don't i don't think that's a good lesson
3: yeah but maybe <laughs> the what he was saying when he said cheat is like breaking the status
0: quo right i'm sure
1: i'm sure that's that's, that's
0: it's the i don't know system i don't know if kids would take it that way but it does remind (laughs) me uh a great quote i love from pablo picasso is to uh, learn the rules like a master so you can break them like an artist oh yeah there you go that's that
1: i i think that's a more elegant way of saying whatever he was trying to say
3: cheat and don't get (laughs) caught yeah be an artist
0: right artful it's all about the art and the creativity yes
1: well that's uh that's probably a good place to to park our vehicle for uh for this round
3: so much more. We didn't talk about your whole a drone-like
0: movement. Um, mm. Yeah, so- well, maybe another time. But this has been great, guys. So thanks very much for having me on yeah. your show. It's been a pleasure. Brett,
1: so, thanks for joining us. For uh, and we'll send people uh, over to your website. Moon we'll put base. a link to it. Yes, good night, Moonbase. Don't forget the base.
3: Right, Moonbase. It's going to happen.
1: And we are, of course, at Distracted Driving. Podcast. Podcast dot com. See, we've we've both got that little extra word that's very important. Yeah. <laughs> All right. This well, is distracted creating, driving,
0: guys. Thanks for being yeah with your show. So
3: thanks, Brett. All
1: right. I uh, I'm I'm gonna let Rex end the show this time because oh. he he got lost last time.
3: Well, how did we do it? Did we agree on how it was supposed to end? I
1: i i i said i'm sean genovese and you said yeah i know <laughs> yeah, I so maybe if you go first
3: <laughs> all right thanks for coming by on the show watching the show distracted driving com. i'm rex williams i'm sean genovese
1: oh thanks we'll see you next time <laughs> yeah we're not gonna let him do that again